Ooh, guys, I was excited to tell you that I got the shirts and that they are good so far. I'm happy that I got them and that I like them and that I want and am going to share them with you. Even if you don't want to get one, I'm wearing one right now. So we're sharing it right this very second. In addition, or if you prefer, there's going to be the Patreon as well, where you can do just the simple dollar as like a gratuity, as like a, hey, I like what you do, and I listen regularly. And I would like to help to continue to make that happen and compensate you for the hundreds of ideas that you've shared and inspired with this podcast. So one dollar is more than enough for all the pennies for all those thoughts. And if you're a real big spender or big fan of what happens here, the $5 option will give you a chance to be a part of an episode. Once a month, you'll have one opportunity to personalize a part of an episode. Pick a topic, have me say something verbatim, have me say your name, or shit-talk somebody that you hate professionally... It will, of course, have to be under my creative discretion. I think it'll be fun, and I'll continue to share updates as they become available. In the spirit of that, here's a gift for you in the form of a phrase. One of my all-time favorite aggression-releasing phrases is son of a bitch. It just it naturally flows out of my mouth and takes with it a lot of frustration. It isn't always applicable, though. It doesn't always accurately fit a situation or an exclamation when I want it to. Or I'm dealing with or directing it at a very specific type of person. A type of person who may have a good mother who isn't a bitch. This gift phrase, which you should never look in the mouth, is intended for that person or to be used on them. Bitch of a son. Because that's what they are. They're a bitch of a son. Maybe their mom should have raised them better or could have, but they're the one who is a bitch. Has anyone else been lucky enough to witness the sight of burning garbage? I know it's often used like the dumpster fire in this negative connotation. And I'm not entirely sure why. I mean, yeah, no, I definitely know why. But it's dumb. Like most people. And them trying to use rhetoric that they don't understand. But there's this landfill I've been driving by and this pipe that I guess is always on fire, and I didn't notice that because I normally drove past it during the day, but I finally got to see it at night, and I could see the flame of the burning garbage. And the way that it looked, the color and the intensity of the hue, as well as the shape and the way that it danced around, was really inspiring to me. I don't mean the type of inspiring passion that makes you feel like you have to take a shit. It was just kind of surprising and impressive in that way, and it had my attention, and it continued to hold it, and I thought about it and thought creatively because of it. 
burning garbage and the beauty of it is incredibly Albert. It had me working on a mental poem, which I haven't done in a long time. I haven't done any poetry really in a while because I stopped liking it. When I was listening to it on the older episodes, more often than not, I was just like not into it as much anymore. Initially, there was one that I really liked that I had a good reaction from, a good reaction that I wanted to have with this, with what I was doing. And so I kept doing it in hopes that I would maintain that, and that's never how that works. You can't just keep doing the same thing that was once good. You're just going to smother it. But that's a big part of what most people are. Most of us probably have at least one person in our life like that. And most people are just not dying. They're not living, but they're just not dying. That's really all any of those people are doing is just not dying. These bitches of sons are just not dying. Most are so desperately clinging to garbage garbage they've stripped away of all value that anyone could ever have value of, and in turn their ideals of value have been replaced with garbage. Not beautiful gurni- not beautiful burning garbage, but just empty, worthless garbage. Not even enough to fuel a fire. Birds must have been pissed when we started flying. Can you imagine the only creature that was in the air at the time, the untouched air other than other bigger birds that were predators? All this open, free space as you look down at all the land roamers, even once humans started industrializing and ruining shit and they were billowing up all these toxic pollutants up into the air, they could still fly higher and further away from it. All that open air was theirs, and only theirs. And then these shitty fucking garbage people started getting up there. A select few at first, but then more and more until all of a sudden it was just fucked. Horrifying, insane, giant, destructive things in your air. Dancing in and amongst it all, time. We've talked time a time or two, and it recently came to mind thinking about creativity, how much the different forms of creativity, whether it's music or movies or even art, How much control is used in creating as well as the concepts it's able to gift the audience in viewing and being a part of it? How time is demanded for just that part of it alone, and then everything else after? Processing these and the rivers of ideas spurting off from it It occurred to me that creativity is the best way to cope with time. I think it's really the only effective method. 
Measurements and statistics are so interfering. Almost as distracting as all the wet, sticky, clicky sounds in my fucking mouth. You guys hear that shit like I'm birthing marbles or hiding peanut butter in my cheeks or something? Maybe it's my new, air quotes, pan flute playing muscles. It's like I'm doing sound effects for Richard Nixon's asshole. Or like the sound a knife would make if you tried skinning a Karen. Or it's like a wet dog. When the sound that I want, the sound that I've been going for is a mantis. Just a regular old mantis that doesn't pray. But, guys, listen, we need to talk. And it's a serious talk, so if you're not already, you may want to take a seat. I've noticed that sometimes, as I've been talking, it's possible that you may have been zoning out a little bit, not paying attention fully. See, that's why I asked you to sit. I can tell you're a little bit flustered and a little bit embarrassed. I want you to know that I understand. It's okay. I do it too. Have you heard the shit that I say? I can't listen to all of this. I used to get offended by it for like years in high school. I was like, why the fuck won't people listen to me? But then I started to like it and I learned to use it to my advantage. It's a good thing. Now that I've said that, don't take advantage of it and abuse it. Just stop getting all frigid and frantic. Not with me, like in life in general. Just settle the fuck down a little bit, yo. Fucking breathe. I don't always get to do it for you, and it's so easy. Just breathe. Or don't. I mean, if you need me to tell you to breathe, you're probably not doing a very good job of living so far anyway, so what's really going to be lost? Off in Albert world, where I'm a good person that breathes good sometimes, but doesn't always get to because of shitty other people, I have finally been able to watch Adventure Time, which is on Hulu, which is so much fucking better than stupid shitty fucking Netflix. Everything good that I really love watching and would repeat watch is all on Hulu. After it left Netflix and I was sad that it was gone, it was on Hulu. I never got to see enough of Adventure Time, though. I wanted to, I just wasn't in my schedule to watch it. So I'm finally doing that and really enjoying it because it's an excellent show in pretty much every single way. And as does almost everything I like, it influenced me. I've been noticing the first chunk of show usually ends up being about 12 minutes. No matter how much I've written, if it's everything throughout the entire week, or if it's just something I'm putting together the night or two before, it ends up coming to about 12 minutes. With my tone and my pace... And sometimes the amount of content I like to pack into stuff, I think that's a pretty good chunk. 
And I've noticed that's about the length of an episode of Adventure Time. They do two 12-minute episodes. Which, when I start to think about it, would probably be a really good approach for me. I think it would help me a lot with the writing process as well as actually recording and getting something together. The reason I want to tell you this is because I don't want you to be that confused when it starts happening if maybe the second 12 doesn't really correlate with the first 12. And I haven't been liking these last few episodes that much, or at least that's what I thought initially because of my new schedule, and then as I've listened to them, I have liked some of them more than I thought. Last week was weird, though. I glitched out a little bit, I guess I would call it. It wasn't like me. There have not been many moments in my life when this has actually happened. And in those rare times that it does, I usually catch it sooner. Last Friday, while I was working, I was thinking that it felt like how a Friday normally was, but for some reason, in my mind, I had it in my head that it was Saturday already. At some other point in that day or the night before, I'd spoken with a friend who had also given me the impression that it was Saturday, and I even checked the fucking calendar. I looked at the calendar on my phone right where it was Saturday and was like, yeah, that's today, it's Saturday. I also thought while texting my girlfriend who I had the plans with on Sunday that she confirmed that was indeed tomorrow. So I sleep in. I take my time getting up, showering, having coffee. I finish up the episode. I'm having a nice, slow day off texting my girlfriend and ask her if she's ready for me to head over. It's about an hour and 40 minutes after I'm supposed to be working and it finally fucking clicks that it's Saturday. And at this point, my mind just kind of unravels. I had it in my head, that was the day, and once I'm committed to something I'm in, there's no changing that. So I know I've got a call out of work, but I'm still trying to deal with my mind just like shifting backwards, searching for where the mistake was made and how. How I didn't somehow catch this sooner. But you know me and how good I am at fucking up and how proud I am of it when I do, so I ended up having a really great day and weekend and everything. <laughs> it, it turned out really well, and I'm actually taking this Saturday off, too. <laughs> I didn't get fired. I didn't. I just happened to have another circumstance this week. My sister's coming up from Tucson to see my mom and stuff, and she hasn't been up in, like, over a year, so that'll be fun and cool, and we'll all get to family together and shit. And then I've also got one of my friends from another state that's going to be here for the night, too. And we finally get to go hang out at the place that we like to go that we haven't been to in, like, over a year. Hooray for me. You guys suffer through the sloppy shit fuck of me sometimes. You get to hear the happies, too. Better get used to it, because there's probably going to be more of it. I had this idea for a YouTube channel where I get a food truck and I go around to fast food places and I have somebody else driving and doing the ordering. But as soon as they place the order, then I start cooking it in the back as well. 
I'd have equal ground with whatever fast food place and that I would know what recipe I was going to be using for whatever I was going to be making. And also where I'd have shit like buns if I needed buns. But obviously my shit is going to be way the fuck better and it's probably going to end up being way faster too. Especially in these unprecedented times. It's funny I said the poem thing earlier because then later I actually found this old poem that I really liked. But I also just said the thing about how I fuck up and like doing it. So check out this poem. Abuse me with my loyalty. Betray me with my honesty. You don't matter and you make me feel like I don't. I love the way you hate me. I'm miserable with my honor and morality, blessed with mortality. We all die, but we have till then to live. Stop fucking it up. Stop fucking stop. Happiness is overrated. Kindness underestimated. And ideas ravaged like cheap whores, mangled and condemned like slaves. The more you taste blood, the greater the thirst, and I'm parched. Some things mean more than money, and some people are worth more than others. The divinity to exist is malicious satire, and we sling rhetoric and ethics like the influence enveloping everything. I want to see the end. I want to see the end. It's not burning garbage, or maybe you think it is. But it's not nearly as fucking bad as the South. And I have to listen to them a lot. Hey, the South. All of y'all. Do you have any idea how fucking stupid you sound? If I ever tour doing stand-up, I'm gonna skip the South. And I'm gonna talk shit about it in every other place. But don't do anything I wouldn't do. What? Don't do anything I wouldn't do. You know, it's like people say. But have you considered that? Have you thought about what that means? Did you listen to the word phrasing arrangement order? Don't do anything I wouldn't do. It's already so fucking convoluted just trying to get to the right message with the double negatives, let alone the idea of me doing what you wouldn't do. That's how doing things and other people work. I cannot do what you do. You do what you do, and I do what I do, and we're both doing what the other person wouldn't. What they can't. But you guys can wear the shirts. And I was wearing mine last night and I kept asking each family member individually what they thought of it. It's a white shirt that looks handwritten because it is in my handwriting and it says, Make Shirts War. I don't want to spoil any of the interpretations just yet in case anyone wants to get this shirt and that's part of the fun of having it. I just want to claim what is mine. And that's mine. Make shirts war. That's my unofficial shirt design title. So if anyone does try to steal that, they're a copycat and a piece of shit and they're going to die. 
I'm not saying that I'm going to kill them or that I'm going to get the KGB agent to do it for me or anything like that. I just want what's mine to be mine and to make shirts war and to not do anything you wouldn't do. Last night, I saw something. Something that I've never seen before. Not quite like this. There was a glove on the freeway. Because of how the glove was and the speed of the cars, it was rolling and tumbling horizontally. Which, of course, caught my eye and made me laugh and happy because of the way that it looked and the idea of it, like, waving at me. It made me think that the hamburger helper mascot had grown up or had a midlife crisis and was doing some new extreme sport out there. That to me, is the beauty of burning garbage, to find beauty in burning and garbage. Not to beautify the trash of life. That's it for this week. I got shit to do today, and I'm gonna go crump to some classical music. <laughs>